Hello, everybody. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to say that we get into a lot of deep stuff in this episode, and I wanted to give out this number, 988. I know how hard it can be out here and the struggles that everybody has to go through. And just know that you don't have to go through anything alone, and there are people out there willing to listen and talk to you and help you. And, you know, any of us are here to talk to you as well. Um, like I said in this episode... I might not know what to say, but I can listen and I could help how much, however much I can. And so, but we wanted to give out this number once again, 988. You can call it, you can text it and they're, they're there to help and just be there for you and to listen. We just want to say thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. And here we go. everybody hello back again surprise uh <laughs> tyler's from la yeah i am today <laughs> a lost animal no, <laughs> we sniff out our own don't we natty i was gonna ask you uh i didn't get you on the last episode how was that pahuska event Man, it was pretty good. Um, those Osages really did a good job over there. I have to commend them. You know, they had uh, several storytellers get up and they spoke, you know, in Osage and then, you know, they translated it. And, um, man, they had some pretty eerie stories around there. Um, one of the spookiest ones that I thought was pretty eerie. Is they're talking about that road from Pahuska to Ponca? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever traveled down there, but there's a four-way intersection. Mm-hmm. It's got flashing lights. I've been through there several times, you know, coming coming back from Ponca or Newkirk or whatever, you know. And, uh, they were saying that there's a lot of people that have stories about that area. They'll see people sitting on the side of the roads or they'll be walking in their spirit form. And I thought, dang, that's crazy. I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of times when I'm flying through there, I'm on the phone, you know, or texting or or something like that. So I don't really pay attention. But I was telling my nephew next time I go through there at night, I'm going to really pay attention because there were several people that had stories, same story that they seen either someone sitting there or crossing the road. And what I, my understanding was that, that place has always had a lot of wrecks, you know, in that area because people can't see over that hill. You know, they'll pull out there and bam, you know, somehow hit them and mm-hmm. that's it, you know. And they said it's been like that for, you know, ever since that road's been there. So, you know, it makes sense to me why that place is, you know, super haunted. So, mm. and then of course, you know, they had that superintendent's building that was, uh, you know, uh, several people had, you know, 
similar stories of, you know, the same thing that's happening, you know, in that uh, superintendent's house. And, of course, you know, right now at the point, Osage Nation can't put no off, no, nobody's offices in that building because, you know, there's something in there that just really bothers people. So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with that superintendent's house. So anyway, uh, we were supposed to go in there that day, but temperatures dropped real low that day and it was supposed to be super cold and we were going to have that event kind of next next to that area and we were going to get ready to go inside that that's what the original plan was was you know that we got to go in there before the story event mm-hmm. and i had invited uh some professional ghost hunters to come in with all their fancy equipment and so they showed up and of course it was so cold you know, they had to go ahead and move that whole event indoors to their cultural center, which is across town. So they went on ahead and closed up the house so they could move everything over there and, you know, set stuff up. So we didn't really get to go in there. But the cool thing that we did, you know, in that uh, event center or that culture center, whatever they want to call it, there's several stories of a spirit that... Uh, walks up and down, I guess what you would say, I want to say it's the east wall inside that building. Mm -hmm. They say it just kind of goes from one door to another door. There's office over here and an office over here, and it just kind of goes back and forth. Well, after that story event, you know, I told those ghost, ghost hunters, I said, you know, I know we didn't get to go in the, superintendent's house but you know this building's supposed to be haunted so if you guys want to set your equipment up and this is the story behind it <clears throat> they had uh several different equipment and every one of those equipment picked up the same entity in the same spot it moving back and forth they had this graph you know that anything walks you know in the middle in front of it you'll see it the outline of it then they have that thing where it maps the spirit you know makes a stick figure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does that and then they have uh this other one it uh reads the temperature you know uh, of an area let's say like there's a cold spot here it'll show up blue well all of them had that same uh man type figure you know, and so, to me, you had three different devices with the same information. You know, these were three different, totally different devices. And they worked different, but they all kept catching something, moving back and forth in that area. And not only that, they caught some audio, and uh, they asked, you know, who who that was you know they said you know who, who are you and of course he said nobody i'm a nobody so to me that kind of tells me that was probably old indian guy you know i ain't, I ain't nobody don't ask me who i am I'm <laughs> nobody so you know anyway it kind of made sense to me but they was telling me the history of that that building or that area you know it used to be old vfw building 
and you know of course there's a, was always people in there working you know so one of the questions they asked you know well, why are you here and it said it's working so you know but uh the osage uh we call it museum people you know they were trying to figure out who it might have been but you know again it could have been a, a lot of people that you know because that building's been there for a long time and so <clears throat> with the few questions that were asked and their answers you know it could have been you know a lot of those guys any of those guys that used to work in that building but it was definitely a man because it was a man's voice and i thought that was pretty cool and i posted some of the pictures on there uh, on my facebook page and on instagram of some of those uh equipment that they were using I was pretty impressed because, you know, I, I've never seen, personally seen that equipment up front. Mm -hmm. And they were able to bring that uh, equipment and kind of show us how it worked and kind of, you know, the ins and outs of this equipment, what you look at, you know, to make sure it's real, you know, because sometimes any equipment that you use, you got to kind of know how to work it because you can get false readings with any equipment. And that's that's the key, you know. Um, you know, a lot of people will say this, use this, use that, you know, or don't use this, don't use that. But I don't care what kind of equipment you use, it can all give you false readings unless you use your, your how you say it, intuition, mm -hmm. your own uh, supernatural abilities. And to me, that's, that's why I always say, you know, I don't, like myself using a lot of um, fancy equipment i said you know just whatever whatever equipment you want to use let's use it because you know if they're wanting to communicate they're going to communicate with you mm. whatever whatever you're using and whatever you're using no matter what it is everybody's going to either believe it or not believe it you mm. know so a lot of a lot of people say oh that don't work that ain't no good you know so it doesn't matter what you use Everybody, you're going to have those, how you say it? Skeptics. Yeah, skeptics. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, you know, you always got people like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there were several, you know, cool stories that I was very impressed with that night. And um, um, well, there was another story that I thought was just just straight up eerie I, I think i talked in the last episode about the uh the minister guy talking about that position mm -hmm. you know that was also like man that was that hit home i mean that was to me if you were there and you heard the story i mean it was very chilling mm. you know to hear those kind of things you know because a lot of the stuff that he expressed I know on this show we've expressed those type of thoughts too, you know, dealing with some of these negative entities. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, they had some old, old stories. Like I was telling you that, that yeah, they spoke in Osage. You know, I was very impressed with that because a lot of tribes, they can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, for a tribe to get up and express a story or a prayer or whatever you know in their own language not very many of them can do that today 
you know. Uh, of course, you got some tribes, you know, that are st- still got fluent speakers, but for the most part, you know, it's not happening, you know, for whatever reason. So anyway, I thought that was probably one of the the best things about this event. I mean, you had a lot of speakers get up, and that was pretty impressive. So Hmm. I really had a good time at that event, plus hearing those stories, uh, eating their food. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, just just getting to meet everyone. Um, It was just amazing. You know, a lot of those... Like I was saying at that event, you know, those Osages, they got three different districts. You got Pahuska, you have Hominy, and you have the Gray Horse or Fairfax area. And, <clears throat> you know, all those stories were different. And you could tell which district was telling, you know, a story. But I have to give it to those Gray Horse people because this was our second event doing it in Osage country. And those gray horse people come out. So I'm hoping I get a call from the gray horse district to do an event there. But, you know, again, whether they do or they don't, we've got a lot of their stories at these other two events. So to me, they dominated within Osage country, you know, uh, their stories. And, you know, you heard a lot of stories about Osage County, which... uh I was pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. No, was there a mystery person there? Remember, like at Harmony, there was a person that nobody even knew who they were. No, not really, except for that spirit that was that mm-hmm. we caught roaming around in that that one area. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I was kind of looking around to see, but nobody really told any dw stories like that night so i'm thinking maybe that had something to do with it but you know they were talking about spirits and then we got proof of a spirit Mm -hmm. and so you know again to me that was that was pretty awesome good i have not heard anybody say i know that person from hominy so <laughs> no, I'm glad I didn't see her. <laughs> Me too. It means I'm living right. I, sometimes I question myself. You know, some things I do. You know, and I think, dang, I'm the last person to be talking about living right. So, but anyway, I thought, you know, again, I was just impressed with that whole night. Everything went good. You know, some of these events, you get people up there and they just ramble, and you know. They just lose the crowd, but each one of these speakers that got up, you know, they they knew how to talk. You know, they got up and they expressed in a good way, and everything went smooth. Everything was like gelling over mm-hmm. there. There was no dead time, no nothing, and everybody was happy to hear each other one talk. And um, like I was saying, you know, you got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And to me, that was that was awesome. You know, uh, you got truly history at this event, plus the spookiness. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was the coolest thing. I know uh, one of the major complaints of that event was that I didn't get up and I didn't tell any stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason was, was I had so many people 
you know, wanting to tell their stories that I wanted to make sure everybody got an opportunity. So that's what, what I did was, you know, let those guys, you know, have at it. You know, Mm -hmm. this, this was their time to talk about Osage stories. And that's also why I was there to hear their stories and they brought it and I was pretty impressed. I was, I was, you know, if you know, uh, the Osage, history you know they've they've had their troubles just like every other tribe but you know right now they have a strong language program and their leaders really promote and support that language program and so they got a huge language department over there that's doing great things and you know i just can't say enough good words about the Osage Nation and the things that they're doing over there. Now, if there's one story you could have told there, what would have what would it have been? Dang, um, for the people listening, God that wanted uh, you to tell a story. What was one you would have told? Well, actually, I wanted to tell this story, um, and I told you guys this. I told you guys a little bit about this. You know, I talked about going to this uh, old gangster's home over there in Las Vegas, you know, and when I got back to my room, you know, uh, I had a a shadow entity in my room. It was standing at the foot of my bed. And, of course, I tried my best to take care of those things. And as you know, you know, I always say, you know, sometimes you get these things that follow you. Sometimes they're not easy to get rid of. That's why I always say, you know, be cautious if you go out there and look for these things. Because sometimes when they show up, they might not be so easy to get rid of. And so, you know, I did what I was supposed to do, you know, trying to make that room comfortable, you know, that send that thing on its way. I thought I did did a good job, but, you know, when I was leaving, you know, I seen it at the airport, you know, before I got on the plane, and it kind of scared me, one, because I thought, that might be a bad sign to get on this plane, you know, I was sitting there thinking, but, you know, a lot of times you can't think like that because you'll bring it upon yourself, they say. So, you know, again, I, I, I tried to make those special prayers before I stepped on that airplane, and take care of things that I needed to take care of before that plane took off, you know. And, of course, it was on the back of my mind all through that flight. Boy, that's all I was doing was praying till till I got back to Tulsa, you know. And like I was telling you guys, you know, when I we got back, we got back super late. It was nighttime, and we was pulling into the uh, carport, and, uh, you know, of course, the lights, you know, before the lights went off, you know, you could see the wall in front of you. And um, I seen that shadow just walk across. Mm. So I knew it came back with me, you know. And so I had to ask for extra help, you know, kind of take care of this thing because I must, you know, I know myself, you know, like I always say on this on this uh, show that, you got to come correct sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you got to understand when 
you don't have it, you know, and you need to reach out to the ones that do. And luckily, I got enough family and, you know, people around me that know those kind of things. And, you know, I thought, you know, I I made a, a call, call into that. Um, and this is where I always say, you know, I was always told that these things don't have, how you say, time. You know, time means nothing to them. You know, for us, you know, time means everything. But a second, a year, a millennium is all the same to them. And, you know, uh, I've been hearing stories, you know, about, oh, what do you call multi-dimension things mm-hmm. and portals and stuff like that. And sometimes things aren't always cut dry for you. You know, it's not always black and white. But then, you know, I was in a wreck. It was a pretty bad wreck. You know, I'm still uh, recouping from that wreck. I still have a lot of issues from that wreck that I'm, you know, trying to get better on. Um, But when I was in that wreck... I seen that same shadow walk by my car. You know, split second, I was conscious enough, and I saw it again. Mm. You know, so, you know, even after that wreck, you know, again, I had to do measures. You know, so whatever this thing is, you know, like I said, sometimes they don't go away so easy. And so... You know, again, you know, if you're wanting to do something like this, be cautious. You know, because, you know, you might think you got the power or you got the juice or whatever. But, you know, sometimes these things don't go away easy. Sometimes they put up a fight. And if they want you, they're not going to give up. You know, and again, these things don't sleep. They don't eat. They don't get tired like you and I. And so, the one time you let yourself go, that's the time that they'll get you. And that was the story that I was wanting to tell that night. Mm. Dang. <clears throat> Tyler? Uh, yeah, I got no words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like you had a bunch no, of No, I've got to sit on that one for a minute, man. <laughs> let that one stew. <laughs> That was a good one, man. Yeah. I so mean, I'm, I hate that that happened to you. I know. I don't know what to say uh, yeah. other than you're right. You know, I mean, sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for because you, you may get it. And like you said, and you have always said, you know, this is no joke. You know, these things are real and you can't be just messing around with it just because you saw somebody do it on TV or you saw it in a movie, you know, because these things can come at you, you know, and like you said, like you just don't wish it away. You know, there's things that you got to do if, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to know people. If you, if you can't do it, then you got to know people that know what to do, you know, and I don't know. That's, uh, I hate that happened to you, but mm. yeah. Yeah. 
I, you know, like I said, I I thought that would have been a, I, I really wanted to tell that story, but, you know, like I said, you know, I also wanted to give those Osages an opportunity to tell their stories. And, boy, I was real impressed with them. So, again, yeah. you know, hopefully some of them might be listening to this podcast. And, you know, that was the story that I wanted to share that night. So I appreciate you giving me that opportunity to say that. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah. oh. Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to just tell us a story about LPs giving hickeys. But. <laughs> well, since she brought that up. And she brought that up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was, I was, uh, I was telling these guys. I was, just went on a trip, just recently, and you know, I went went to this dance, and you know, of course, everybody comes up and tells me, "I got a story. I got, I want to tell you. So this is something that happened to me and mine." They were saying, you know, every year when they have this dance, you know, these girls have their girls night out you know they get a room and they like to celebrate and you know it's just girls you know they talk those stories and you know share with one another and they might sip a lot they say you know sip all night long you know and share stories and do whatever women do you know and said uh after midnight they said it looked like wounded knee in there. So it was all laid out. <laughs> so one was left with that last sip in that bottle. So they was taking it down, making sure none of it goes to waste like that way, you know. <laughs> anyway, they said uh, after that, you know, this lady, she said she thought she saw an LP in the room and it went from the bathroom into a wall and that's the last thing she remembered then she woke up and not only her but all the rest of the ladies in that that was in that room with her they woke up and they was all hickeyed up (laughs) top to bottom they said god and they swear up and down it was those LPs. Uh, so you young ladies out there listening, want to go out and do those those kind of things, those women nights, be careful. Because I was told by a reliable source, those LPs like to leave hickeys. That's what was told to me like Man. that. So I have a listener story from... Uh, uh, Amanda Louise Count Lawson. She says, OCO, um, 116th Cherokee, through my dad's side. There was a story passed down for generations about our grandma bear, full blooded. Her name was Amanda. This was in Carter County, Kentucky used to be known as Count's Crossroads. She was attacked by a bear and killed it with a pine knot. Mm. We were told never to take something from the earth that you you don't put something back. I'm not much of a green thumb, but I repurpose as 
much as I can to keep bad things out of the earth. There's a story that my great-grandpa had met a man in a dark suit and a hat near the river's edge and lost his mind shortly after. It's hard getting stories out of people. There's a medicine that the family said to never put on someone because it's dangerous for that person and you. I've listened to your all your podcasts multiple times. Now I never heard you all mention a she-bear. That medicine they were afraid of, is that the same thing as DW? Have you ever heard of it? I can't mention it around certain members of that side of the family because they will com- will become completely undone just mentioning it. But the medicine is generational and it's mean. It's still going on, so I'm assuming that this never been put back. Thoughts. Hmm. And uh, the thing I'd like to say about that, you know, we kind of address several entities. One of those entities, we did talk about this one. We just didn't name it. And the re- it's the same reason. We don't name it because we don't want it on us. You know, out of, not only out of respect for each other in this room, but for our families and the ones that we have back at home. And so we have talked about this entity that you're, you're uh, talking about um, in this medicine. And what they're telling you is correct. It will come back on you. It will drive you crazy. And uh, again, you know, uh, I had uh, posted something on my Instagram when I went to San Diego, California, I think it was called the Patterson House. You might want to check out that Instagram post because what you're talking about is in those pictures. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. Yes. Me too. <laughs> I'm with Chris. <laughs> yeah, I remember we did talk about that a little bit. But yeah, that's why we don't really name a lot of stuff on here. That's why I have nicknames for a lot of stuff. Like yeah. DW. LP. LPs. Not little. You know what Tyler said. What else? What else do you have? Yeah, that is one of the things that I always people like get all raged up about. Like, why don't y'all just say it? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not that easy, man. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I know y'all come listen to this to kind of learn and we learn from each other but you know i don't know it's just like we can get you to the it can get you to the water but i ain't gonna make you drink it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that's up to you if you want you want to say all those things you know what go ahead (laughs) but don't put it on me i know and that's why we do in the daytime too yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh it's hard because like uh 
some some podcasts will have that want to have me on like like supernatural ones. They want to have me on at nighttime, and it's like, oh, man, I don't know, you know, because I've done one at nighttime, and there was so much activity between the two of us. Like go like they were out of state, but things were happening here and there. I remember that one because we were like, was I was mentioning neighbors? a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, not them. Um, what was it? it was not them, but it was Fallen Hour Radio. Yeah, that's what it was. I remember yep. listening to that, and you're like, "Did you hear that?" And they're like, "Huh?" Yeah, and I was stupid enough to do that at one a.m. here in the dark. I turned every light off because I wanted an experience, and I got what I wanted, <laughs> man. And it was so scary after that. I didn't want to turn around in here because I kept hearing stuff around here. It was really weird. And I kept hearing stuff on their end and they were saying they were hearing growling over here. Mm. And it was so like it freaked me out. But I was trying to keep my composure. And after that, man, I I smudged the entire house. Like I went room to room. I went everywhere to smudge everywhere. And man, I like prayed really hard. So I got what I wanted. And it was not something i did want don't want it again no so that's why like when we started doing this i said let's do it in the daytime and then like if i do other podcasts about supernatural stuff i tend to want to do it when it's daylight but if we have to do that night i'll do the same thing we do here like i'll just say like oh well, dw you know yeah. lp if you don't know then go back to our old yeah. episodes and you will find out what that is but I remember we did that TikTok live. It was like at eight o'clock at night. Oh yeah, and we kept getting called out for it too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What do y'all want to talk about?" And like, "Not much I can talk about." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of mentioned some stuff on there, but I didn't. I didn't keep doing it. I yeah. just was filling stuff in, and I was being cautious about what I was doing. Yeah, not, trying to be smart about it. Not like Yahola. <laughs> ah, he likes to name it. Right that there. guy, Yahola. <laughs> we got yeah. your drink right here. Yeah. Tyler's drinking it right now on your behalf. Tyler's I, drinking you. I did pour <laughs> pour a little out though in his honor. <laughs> it does taste a little little gamey. <laughs> a little sweaty? No. Yeah, a little sweaty. That smells like gamey Yahola. <laughs> Leave a bad taste in my mouth. You just you just sound like Yahola when you talk after drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Have his voice. <laughs> Dang it. Uh. Oh, man. I also have another uh, listener story, and this one's from our nephew, Omar. So if you guys... What up? Let me see if I can... I want to send you uh, another story I forgot about. Uh, this is a personal story back when I was in high school times. Uh, at this house, it was fairly new, but there was definitely some interesting things that would go on. Um, like, uh, one time me and my uncle were home alone and we heard, like, the washer machine door closed when it was already closed. Uh, we heard, like, the dryer kind of, like, banging a little bit, like, as if it was on almost. Um, and he asked me, like, is your dad home? Nah, he went to work, you know, like, oh, is his girlfriend? Uh... I don't know, you know, I don't really like her, so I don't really keep tabs, but let me go check. So I would go check, you know, like, you know, knocked on the door. The other two doors is my room and his room, and there was nobody home. He ended up leaving me home alone until 11 p.m. It was kind of scary. But (laughs) as soon as I told him nobody was home, he's like, huh, 
maybe like five minutes, ten minutes later. He's like, all right, I'll be back. I'm like, can I go with? He's like, no, man, I, I, I'm just going to go to the store. I'll be back. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, I'm not trying to be here alone, you know. He's like, no, 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 man, you're not you're not going to be alone, man. Like, I'll, I'll be back. Bro, he left me there until 11 p.m. <laughs> I was like, freaking heck, man. But uh, then there is uh, another story uh, that this one really tripped me out. This is the only time I for sure saw something like out of the corner of my eye kind of thing. And it was freaky. So uh, my uncle had a daughter um, that he was like fighting for custody. So sometimes she would come over and like stay, stay the night and stuff. And I want to say she was like eight nine ish um you know young enough to still be short and um i remember like she was supposed to be in bed it was already like 8 30 9 um and i'm like sitting there playing my video games i got until 9 34 i gotta go to bed for for you know 9 30 10 to you know for school tomorrow you know and um out of the corner of my eye i see like a young girl in like a white gown kind of thing I don't know if it's a gown or whatever, but that, like, kind of, like, sleeping dressed uh, thing. It was white. It was white. It was white shirt, for sure. I remember that. Because where the staircase was, there was this, like, um, uh, like a dresser. And it's not a dresser, but it's, like, like a cabinet, but a movable cabinet. It's like a dresser, but a cabinet form. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you call those, man. A hutch? Uh, no, it's not a hush. Whatever. It was a brown background, and I saw something white passing, okay? Uh, and it looked like a dress and, like, a young girl. And I turned, and, it, like, they already made their, their turn up to the corner, up to, like, turn the corner to go up, upstairs. And I'm thinking, like, you know, like, it's probably my cousin, and I'm like, hey, Ariel, you better be in bed, you know? And I walk over to the staircase, and I look up, and there's nobody up there, like, walking up or up at the top or anything. And uh, I go, I go like, knock on the room, and she's knocked. She, like, passed out already. Mm. And then I shut the door. I ran over to my uncle's room because my, my dad still was at home. And I ran over to the, to the, to my uncle's room, and I was like, yo, dude, like, I thought I saw Ariel, but it wasn't her. Like, I don't know what the heck, you know, it was, it was wild, man. It was, I was, I was freaked out. Um, dang, dude. But, yeah, I was freaked out. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Love you, Uncle Chris, and, um, I hope you're doing well. I hope things are going good. I'm looking forward for the spooky, spooky stories on the reservation. I told my friends about you, you know, but they're all kind of busy you know 24 7 you know one of them's a, a streamer and then the other one's trying to be an mma fighter so he's pretty much work kid in school or work kid and train um but yeah i've been I've been talking about you guys and your guys's videos um looking forward for the new episodes man and um appreciate appreciate you know like you being open to just receiving receiving stories i like that as well um but yeah love you uncle chris and hope you're doing well Mado, nephew Omar. Yeah. <clears throat> he always comes with a good story. I know. Omar's cool. Yeah, good guy. He uh he hit me up asking what a 
what it meant to live clean. Because remember we were talking about living clean and stuff. Um, mentally, this is before this last one, but I guess way back in the summertime, we kind of mentioned like, like when you deal with like spirits and stuff, you have to be mentally like ready for that stuff. Like, you know, no alcohol, no type of like substance or anything like that, you know, and keep your mind ready for these type of entities that you may come across. And he was asking about that and because we kind of touched on it, but we didn't really get into it. But he was asking me about that. And I just said, man, uh, you know, Chris could probably go more into it, but from why from what i see it's like yeah like understanding like these things are real and not getting like i don't know just just learning how to deal with them and knowing they're real and just trying your best to like be like sober in a way you know because i don't because you mentioned that to me about like going to these events or like even going ghost hunting, like you want to be like the cleanest part of yourself. Like you want to get, like you want to, if you want to see these things or connect with them or whatever, you got to focus really hard and you have to understand, like they will talk to you, you know, and you have to like be aware of who you are Mm -hmm. and what you are putting into your body. Mm -hmm. And so I just said like, I don't, I'm not saying like stop drinking or I don't know what you do, you know, but um, I'm just saying like, I don't do any of that stuff, you know, every now and again. Yeah. But I don't like, like I was like growing up in college or whatever. Like that was, that would have been a bad time for this. <laughs> but, but you know, now like I don't do a lot of anything, you know, I'm strictly like business and I do what I have to do to represent myself the best way I can with whatever I do, you know? And, and he was just saying like, thank you, man. You know? And I didn't hear from him for a while. And then, like, I guess he kind of, like, started going that route, you know, like, cleaning up, like, his, uh, just the things he did, you know, to make things, like, better for the. And he was just, like, thanking me for that. And so I remember that, you know. So shout out to you, Omar. Mm. Um, if Chris has any more to say about that, you know, he can go, probably go more into detail about that. But that was just from my point of view i guess that's how i kind of got it in my head of speaking it to you but i don't know if you want to add more to that yeah i mean uh there's a quite a bit to add but i'll try to keep it short um you know uh keeping yourself clean that that sounds uh you know super easy but you know there's a lot of things that go into that you know uh keeping yourself clean like uh we talked about in a previous episode, you know, your mind, body, and spirit is one. You know, uh, no matter what religion you believe in, you know, they kind of have the same kind of philosophy. You know, mind, body, and spirit. You know, uh, ceremonial people knew those kind of things. You know, they always talked about keeping your medicine strong by keeping yourself strong. You and your medicine is one. You know, if you're weak, it's weak. If it's weak, you're weak. So when you go prepare it, you got to be at your most strongest time. And sometimes, you know, what that means, not only does it mean to refrain from any mind-altering drug, 
Now, I understand, you know, some people have to take medication for certain things to help them, you know, and, you know, it's not saying necessarily that, but, you know, if you can, you know, keep your, you know, keep those things out of you, you know, alcohol or, or negativity. And negativity is, is, is a hard thing to express because, you know, you might have bad will towards somebody or you might have regret. You know, that's negativity. You know, if you have regret, these evil things are going to play with you like a fiddle. You know, maybe you have regrets of, you know, things that you shouldn't have done or you should have done. You felt guilty about that, you know. Those things are going to use it against you, you know, uh, and that's what they mean by weak-minded. You know, you go in, you know, you always see, you know, these uh, scary movies that priest goes in there and put the cloth around their neck and, you know, uh, what was it, the exorcist, you know. That thing started talking to him about his own mama, you know, and his you know, wife, my mom. I don't know you didn't, you know. And see, that's that's the thing. It, it uses things against you. So if you're hot headed, you know, you're easy to get mad. You know, you, you you use negativity like nobody's business. You know, it's gonna play with you on that. And it's gonna get you. It's gonna use that to get you. And that's what they mean, you know, try to make your, your, your mind, body, and spirit clean. You know, not only eat right, exercise, but have a good mental thought, you know. if Come to grips with the things that bother you and let them go, you know. Um, you know, there's an old saying. You can't ask evil to do good and good to do evil. And for some reason, you know, you hear people, and boy, they'll say prayers and take care of my enemy. You know, I want you to do this, do that. You know, and you know, you're asking God to do something evil. And you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You should ask for peace, love, harmony. You know, if my enemies do something to me, you know. Take care of those things for me. You know, that's all you got to say. You want to say, I want that guy to lose everything. You know, start really going off, have that long list. You know, <laughs> I want his dog to die. I want his cat to go blind. You know, his mama to go crazy. You know, you don't have to go all that, that far, you know, because you're asking God to do something, you know, bad. You know, in the same way, the other other way, you know, people pray to that. Those bad entities. I want you to take care of this individual so I can have this. You know, maybe I can have these riches. Now, you're asking that evil thing to take care of someone so you can have good luck. Mm-hmm. It don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he ain't going to, one, those things ain't going to listen to you anyway. They're going to they're gonna go after somebody, but they're going to come after you too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, you know, Today, you know, I don't know, uh, you don't hear people really talking about those things. So I, I think that's a good question, you know, and I, and I hope I'm expressing this in an understandable way. You know, uh, again, you know, when they, when they talk about these things, you know, 
if if you're not eating right, you know, you're going to feel bad. You know, you're going to not be able to focus. That allows you to have depression, anger, and all those negative feelings to come in. Again, that's not taking care of your body. Your mind, if you're got a lot of regret or you're, you're fighting with somebody or you have bad feelings towards somebody, you're already in a negative way. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to let those things go. You got to come to peace with things and, you know, make things right, you mm-hmm. know, and that gets you in that good mental state, you know, and if you go in there and you don't believe in anything, your spirit's weak. You know, you got to either believe in that good book or whatever you're going to believe, believe it wholeheartedly, you know, and that makes your spirit strong. You bring all these things together, you're going to be something. That's what they used to say. And, you know, just like I had mentioned before, you know, Russell and you guys are, you know, trying this fasting and stuff. You know, that's an old ancient way. It's even biblical even to fast. You know, it's good for your spirit. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, doing those type of exercises, you know, that's that's a good thing. You know, again, you know, all of that is a combination. You know, those old medicine people, human church people, they really wanted to pray for something. I know uh, Creek ministers, they used to fast, you know, a long time. Our ceremonial people, they used to fast a long time, you know, before they made medicine. You know, now fasting's from noon to five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or from eight in the morning to eleven o'clock, you know that's fasting time. You know, who eats during that time anyway? But anyway, you know, if you really want something, you're gonna show show God or the Creator that you mean business. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna fast. You're gonna you're gonna put it to use. You know, uh, people. These old Indian ways, you know, from putting up a teepee to building a fire to cooking food. You know, they told you, come in there in a good way. You got animosity towards someone, hatred to somebody, then you don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're living in a bad way, drinking and fighting, you know, sleeping around, you know. This might sound like the good life, but if you're trying to do something and pray for somebody or ask somebody to be healed, you're asking God to step in and take care of this individual. Then you're going to, have to show him that you mean this for this individual. It's not going to be just just doing it out of a prayer. You know, even Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. You know, again, you know, those are old ways. Our ceremonial people, you know, I can only say for Muskogees, they used to fast for seven days. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's a long time. I know, come 1130, I don't eat, boy, I'm going crazy, you know. <laughs> Somebody, foot pancakes. Somebody's going to get stabbed, you know. <laughs> I don't eat at noon, boy, so... 
Anyway, and I got to have a couple of snacks, you know. <laughs> oh, anyway, and, you know, even like in the afternoon, I got to have those couple of snacks and eat at five, you know, that's. That's my routine. So, you know, again, you know, if I really want something, then, you know, I got to show God that I mean business. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, whether it's ceremonial way or church way, I'm going to show him that I mean that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do the things I need to do. You know, like I said, these evil things, they use depression, anger, you know, all those negative feelings in a bad way to attack you, you know, uh, and that's, you know, something that, you know, people don't really talk about today, even in our ceremonial ways, you know, Indians were bad about not forgiving, you know, (laughs) you know, and, and, and you'll see that in our ceremonies today, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, we're not like these people. We're not like those people, you know. They teach or they talk hate. Hate's negativity. Mm-hmm. If ain't nobody told them that, then I'm saying it today. You know, you hate on somebody. That's negative. Mm-hmm. You know, and no matter whether you're Indian, whether you whatever nationality you are, Hate is hate, you know, and if you go back to those old ancient ways of first man, you know, those weren't in there. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people had the same rule, treat people good. But we forgot it over time. And so, you know, uh, that's, you know, going to uh, do those good things for the blessings that you're asking for. That's why they used to say, you know, there's certain people that you go to if you really want to save somebody or you want to heal somebody because uh, these negative forces, they're not playing around, you know, their sole goal is to take a life. They're going to take everything away from you. They're going to make you hate yourself. They're going to make you hate your family. They're going to make you hate everything and everyone. That's what they're there for. You know, so, you know, those were old teachings that, you know, was taught to me uh, through my Muscogee people. Now, somewhere we forgot that. Cause we can sure hold grudges today. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I, that's why I told him too about negativity. You know, keeping kind of a positive outlook on a lot of stuff. You know, just in general of like if something bad happens to you, you know, just acknowledge it. Be like that happened, right? So I can't let it uh, be stuck on my mind. You know, like, oh, well, this happened. Well, what else is going to happen? I bet something else happened. You know, like, Mm -hmm. because you're speaking these things, like, Mm -hmm. this negative thing out of your mouth into the universe or the world or wherever you're at, and it can travel. Like, words are really powerful. Exactly. They can be very powerful. And like you are talking about these negative things, man, like, they can just 
invade your mind and yeah, like make you not love yourself, make you think you're not worthy of anything or not and just drive you away. That's that's what happened to me, man. Like I was so depressed and just stressed out and I was just thinking like the worst is going to happen every day and it's not going to ever get any better. I would like think like that, you know, when I got out, when I couldn't go back to school, you know, and I was trying to find something to do and it was just like the world was like crumbling where I was and I was just trying to find who I was as a young adult who did not know anything living in another state. And, you know, luckily I found some stuff to do, which was MMA and everything. And that kept my mind like healthy. And there was like some cool thoughts from that along the way that helped me. Now I look back on that now of like keeping just this positive, positive mindset of just do, do everything you're supposed to do. Like do it right. Mm -hmm. Show up, you know, be consistent and work on you. So you don't have to work on these things tomorrow or it won't come back to you like 10 years later, like do like the right things, good things now, you know? And, and that's what I was telling them too about negativity, man. It's like, I know it's hard to get away from that type of like mindset because it was for me, you know, it was hard to actually realize like good things can happen, like really good things can happen, but it's so hard to just, it's so easy you know, when you feel like you want to do something, but then your mind and these negative thoughts come, come to your head of like, you're not going to do that. You can't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you think about even doing something like that? And it makes you get stuck in a way where you're right. You're right. This voice is right. These negative thoughts about me and myself is they're right. What do I have to offer? And then you just go on like thinking like, what could have, what could I have done with doing that? You know? So, I mean, it's just like listening to other people talk about how powerful words can be and just mm -hmm. a, a positive look on a lot of stuff, a negative look, it, it does have an effect on you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what like him, I just told him like, you know, if you basically, if you think negatively, then you're going to draw that around you. That's energy. You don't, that's energy you don't want, you know, and just try to be positive about a lot of stuff and just work on it daily. You don't have to work on it. Like it doesn't have to be done like right away. Cause it takes a long time to work on that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. to get out of that headspace of like negativity. So it, it's taken like, I don't know. It's taken a while to understand this type of stuff but man i mean i guess that's like, like the supernatural you know just trying to get your mind you know trying to get your mind away from who you truly can be right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's what i was just telling him you know and just i don't i don't know if drink or anything but i just mentioned that too you know because it helps a lot you know and now with eating trying to eat correctly you know that that helps a lot too. And then fasting. I remember my dad told me he fasted one time for like three days and he prayed for something. It was for a relative and he prayed so hard and he fasted. I thought he was crazy because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I might've been like 19 or 20 and I didn't understand what fasting was because you know, I was, I was eating all the time and my metabolism, metabolism was up and everything. And 
I didn't understand what he was talking about. But now, you know, we just talked about a little bit of fasting. And, yeah, you know, you show what you can do. Your mind is able to do. and You have proof of it, like, and you and you have faith and you pray really hard. You know, these things can work out. And it did, you know. The, I forgot who it was, but, dang, that was so long ago. They, I guess they were in a bad car wreck and didn't know if he was going to make it through or not. And sure enough, after that three days, man, he came out of the coma and it was like a miracle. But, you know, looking back on it, it's like, dang, you know, my dad really, cause my dad's like, he can be very like, he sets his mind to something. He's going to do it. He, he'll do it. Like, there's no like, no about it. He's just going to do it. So, that that was like now I looking back on it it's like wow you know fasting for three days drinking water I guess I don't know what he did but shoot man that's what it is man it's just having like a positive outlook on a lot of stuff and having that faith you talk about we all try to talk about so man shout out to you Ar- Omar I almost said armor yeah. <laughs> armor armor Omar, shout out to you, man. <laughs> Thank you for all the stories you send us and asking a lot of questions. And, you know, I'm glad we got to touch on that, you know, because yeah. I always forgot to ask you that. You know, I always forget because I have so a lot of messages on my Instagram. And and then you playing this story, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Chris can probably go more into detail about that. I'd like to hear uh, Tyler's. Yeah, it seems <clears throat> to me like our episode kind of unfolded into something else which is a good thing yeah, which is good yeah. which i think this is perfectly you know apropos um because i think we're all kind of going through that right now you know new year and you know you always hear that new year new me thing and mm-hmm. i think everybody everybody at this table has stumbled or been in a dark place at one time or another you know mm-hmm. um and it is hard to kind of you know change your outlook um just to kind of touch on what chris said you know about like fasting i know you know being down at the grounds you know the mikos will tell you you know no drink no women no you know when the ceremony's coming up or dance is coming up and you know or they say you know we're going to take medicine on this day and or we're going to touch medicine on this day and you can't do this or you know don't eat don't drink this and you know don't or whatever and you go in it's hard it's hard to, to stay straight like that it, it really is and then, but once you go through that ceremony and then when you come out, whether it's a sweat or whether it's, you know, touching medicine in the circle or out of the circle, you know, you feel alive again, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know, I just, I know it's definitely changed my life, you know, for the better being down there and participating in things like that. Um, cause there was kind of like with, with you, I, I was in a real dark place, you know, um, I had lost my house, you know, uh, I had lost a rent house, you know, my wife at the time, you know, walked out and mm. left me and the girls and, you know, our, our, our boy. And, you know, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was just lost. And, you know, mm. I, I turned to ways that, you know, I shouldn't be turning to. I started, you know, it starts out easy, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to have a little drink to take the edge off, mm. you know, and then, oh man, like that tasted pretty good. I'm about to, better get me another one and then one turns into two and you know then the next week it's like ah threes and you know now you're in the three and ah three's not getting it anymore so you know you just kind of spiral you know and 
everybody, you just kind of get tired of trying to, you know, put on a front, but everything's okay, you know, and, and I was, you know, I was trying to stay strong for the kids, you know, and trying to like, you know, putting on, you know, doing what I do, you know, teaching school, you're not allowed to have a bad day, you know, you got to put on that front for the kids, you know, and because that's your job is, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to make that safe space for them or that welcome space for them. And you got to be Teflon in there, like nothing can get to you, you know, because you don't want them to, you know, that kids are savvy, you know, that they they know (laughs) when something's going on. And so I just ended up holding a lot inside. You know, and then I held all of that just grief and and then just to kill that grief or that sadness that I had just drinking, you know, way more than I should. And then it turned into like now it's not just a weekend thing. Now it's a, you know, in the middle of the week kind of thing. And um, and it just before you know it, it, you know, it catches up with you and you are doing things, you know, I mean, I know as native people we self-harm sometimes because that's just our grieving process and people don't understand you know that that that's kind of how we deal with things whether it's cutting hair or or cutting your your body or or what you know just anything to feel other pain you know or suffer because i think that we're just a people of suffering you know we just feel like we have to suffer sometimes and you know before you know man it's just that's all you are that's all you're about and you I didn't know how to get out of it, you know, and just one night I can remember, I mean, I tell my parents, like, I just, I don't want to be around no more. You know, mm. I just, I texted my parents and just like, would y'all really care? You know, like if I just wasn't here no more, you know, and, and then my parents came over and, you know, I, I was not in my right state of mind, you know, and, um, my dad literally like knocked some sense <laughs> into me. I mean, like literally, you know, but I, I needed that at the time, and I didn't realize that. But it was a it was a game changer for me to have that that love and you know that support that I didn't that I always had, but I kept turning my back to it. I didn't have my mind open to it, and uh, I can remember just that that next morning, I just ashamed, mm. you know, and just like man, why was I being like that, you know, and um. And I just said, you know, no more. I'm not going to do that anymore. And mm. just right then and there, I just I quit drinking. I quit, you know, going out late at night. And I tried to make, you know, little steps. I started, you know, working out and, you know, going on walks instead of, you know, going to the liquor store. I just walk around the neighborhood. I like walking around in the cold air. Like, I don't know, because mm. it's, it's like around this time of the year, you know, I just remember being real cold out and just taking a cold walk you know or something like that and you know and that was you know going on 10 years or so ago you know and even now you know like i i mean i I drink every once in a while but it doesn't happen very very often i don't need that anymore you know i have mm-hmm. other things you know i got remarried and you know i had two new babies and <laughs> mm. you know i found other things to kind of fill that void and that's you know the really only advice that i can really give people is Find what makes you happy. Find things that you're interested in. Find things that you like to do and then go do those things. The hardest part for me was to to cut out people that I thought were there for me. And mm-hmm. I realized they were just feeding me, you know, um, you know, feeding me to, to do all of these things that I, you know, kind of t- twist me up into who I wasn't, you know, and, and kind of egging me to be 
you know, who I wasn't supposed to be. And like, I don't know, like you just got to set your mind to it. And like I said, the hardest part for me was just getting past that, you know, like trying to come out of that and just like, just literally cold Turkey, just mm. stopping everything and just refocusing, you know? And like I said, it took, it took a lot of love and it took a lot of, support i mean i didn't do it by myself i'm not gonna mm-hmm. sit here and tell any of y'all that you know and i know there's a lot of people out there that don't have that in their lives and mm-hmm. you know i don't know if i have what kind of advice i would have i mean for people that that feel like they don't have that you have that you just got to be open your mind to that and accept the people that want to that are there for you you know and, and that are there to help you and like i said like i just it was a game changer for me. I, I refocused and just thinking positively, you know, and and doing all the things that I need to do now, you know, because um, sometimes it bothers my wife. She's like, nothing ever bothers you. And I'm like, oh, I, I could let it bother me, you know, but what, am, what at the end of the day, what am I going to do about it? You know, I can either sit here and pout and and get angry. I said, but does that change anything? Or can I just be like, well, that happened. Let's, Mm. (laughs) you know, let's, let's, you know, move on, you know, and, you know, kids at school all the time, you know, they like spill paint or they'll, you know, might rip a piece of paper or something or break something. And you're like, Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. I'm so sorry I did that. And I always tell them like, you know what? It's okay. Cause if that's the worst thing that happens to us today, it's still going to be a great day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't let that get you down. You're a kid. You're going to make mistakes. And, you know, we're adults. We still make mistakes. Yeah. But if you just focus on, like, if you only focus on the mistake, then it's going to eat you up. You got to focus on, I made the mistake. Now what do I do? And then you can choose to just either go on or make make a change. And, you know, I don't know. Like, that's just, I was lucky. I was fortunate, you know, and. I don't know. You got to have a strong mind. You got to have a strong spirit to, to be able to do that. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, I'm kind of all over the place with this because it just, mm-hmm. it opens up this whole Pandora's box of, mm-hmm. you no, know, my no. personal experience. No, you're right on the money yeah. on this. You know, these things that you guys are talking about, you know, again, you know, we, we've already kind of talked about these things. This is a spirit that you guys are experiencing. You know, and again, like I was saying, it's going to use those things against you. It's a master of manipulation. You know, it's going to tell you, you know, oh, you did this wrong in the past. And that's why you're unworthy. And nobody's ever going to forgive you. Mm -hmm. You know, or you're never going to be anything better than that. And like Russell was saying, sometimes you just have to move on. You have to cut it and go. You know, that's what they used to say, you know. A lot of the tribes, well, I'll say all 500 nations all had some sort of ceremony, you know, had to deal with these things, fasting and, and prayers, you know. And, uh, you know, like with us, you know, we got, you know, green corn. We've got mm-hmm. uh, these old ways and, you know, you got those Plains tribes, they have that Sundance, you mm-hmm. know. At one time, you know, they they put that fast in there, you know. And my understanding, they still have that. You mm-hmm. know, they still have those things. But it's to 
ward off these negative forces and they'll tell those youngsters just like at the grounds they used to tell them during this fasting time things are going to come and tempt you in a bad way it's going to be almost so tough that you can't say no you know and um you know at the grounds they used to talk about those kind of things you know uh and, you know, I don't really hear those things anymore. You know, they'll say, oh, that's a church way. That's no good. This mm-hmm. not, you know, and again, that's talking hatred. Mm-hmm. At that ground, you're supposed to come correct. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to have that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody's supposed to be welcome, no matter who they are. As long as they abide by the rules, you know, they're welcome, you know, because, you're never to deny anybody God's love. You know, that's what was always told. You know, if you have hatred, animosity against anybody, then you don't need to be there. Because if you bring that in, it's going to affect everybody at that ceremony, mm-hmm. touching that medicine. It's going to infect like a plague. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling... Or I have a thought, you know, that's why we as Indian folks, we're suffering from so many things today because we've gotten away from those old teachings like that. You know, these are bad spirits and nobody's telling people, this is what this is. Mm -hmm. This is why you feel the way you feel. And this is how you get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what you do, Mm -hmm. you know. We don't have those elders anymore. We got that elder on internet called Old Man Google. <laughs> you know, he's that sacred one like that. Tell you oh. everything you need to know. Yeah, Miko WebMD. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, you know, I'm always sound like a broke record, you know, but, you know, those old ways, those true old ways. They were good, mm-hmm. you know, because they taught love for one another, for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's why tribes used to be so strong. They took care of each other. They never, you know, mistreated anybody. That's why all these tribes, they had different societies, different clans, different things. It's after removal did we get all these negative thoughts that, oh, this is the Indian way. Mm-hmm. You know, be mean to one another, segregate, you know, that's all, that's a negative thought, mm-hmm. you know, discriminate, that's a negative thought, that wasn't ours, mm-hmm. that wasn't our teachings, they might tell you that, but that's not true, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, you know, there's an old saying, never worship man. Worship God and the Creator. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one you should listen to. That's who you need to talk to. That's who you need to communicate with. You know, man, he's always going to lie to you. He's always going to get things wrong. You know, it's God or the Creator that's always going to be true. You know, uh, that's what was told to me. And, you know, again, you know, 
I myself, I'm bad at it. You know, I get mad easy, boy. They don't put enough bacon on my bacon cheeseburger, boy. I'm, my left eye starts twitching, boy. I'm, give them that evil eye. But, you know, um, you know, Russell, you know, was talking about those words are powerful. Many nations, they talk about that. You know, words can cut you like a sword, you know. Be careful what you say, you know, because you might hurt someone, never can get it back. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of fables that has that story behind it, you know, and and unfortunately, I hate to say this, but all our tribes were losing those stories, you know, and that's one thing, you know, I was always happy that you and Russell, you know, did this podcast because you're bringing those stories back. What little we have today, maybe it might be preserved for the future. You know, you talked about those ones that don't have nobody, no support group, no family, no one to turn to. That's a horrible feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't have that long time ago. You know, we always had brothers. We always had sisters, nieces, and nephews. Even if it wasn't blood, mm-hmm. it was in an Indian way. You know, and today, that's used loosely. You're my brother until I tell you need some money. Then I go, ah. <laughs> be calling you up, boy. <laughs> Never pick up. No. <laughs> Need a ride from you, boy. Can't ever get a hold of you, guy. No. But, you know, you know, those are old teachings. But, you know, again, you know, those things that you're talking about that are negative, they're real. Mm-hmm. They're a spirit. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, we've got ways of dealing with those things. And, you know... There ain't nobody out there that don't have a story like that. Hitting bad times. Being in a very dark place. But you always hear somebody saying, I had someone, I had a friend, auntie, uncle, grandpa, grandma. You know, or maybe somebody shared a kind word, said something good, Mm -hmm. blessed you like that. Again, like Russell said. Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can help you throughout a day. So, you know, we as Indian people, we always try to have those good expressions to say things, you know, to to speak about things. You know, if you do something good for me, you know, if all I can do to return, I get up and I say something in your behalf. You know, um, I told my nephew you know, uh, a while back we went to a funeral, you know, and I hear people get up and, you know, they're saying, you know, things to the family, you know, a lot of times they're, you know, maybe not the appropriate thing to say, you know, but funeral is an opportunity to express something in behalf of that loved one that can't speak no more. You know, we as Indian folks, we don't tell people that. 
we don't say that. You know, if you go, you know, I done told my nephew, there's certain people I don't want you to have talk when I pass on. I just want you because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say all kind of crazy things. Got them know? off. <laughs> I know. But, you know, if if I go, I told my nephew, I want you to express to God the good things that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, say it in open form, you know, because, again, those words are powerful. And you're going to express for me when I can't speak. Mm-hmm. I want you to say about the good things that I've done, if I've done anything. Good. Don't get up and say, oh, that guy. <laughs> Man, unks. Man, I always own people money. But that was funny about him like that, you know. I was going to be saying, hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's an old Indian way. I think he owed me money, too. God. <laughs> Unks like that, boy. Sure eat. No. Sure unks. love his pop. Oh no, he sure like pizza. So, Every time I turn around, he was getting pizza. So dang. God. We used to call him Slice. <laughs> Slice oh, Hill. Oh. Christopher Slice Hill. <laughs> So, you know, again, you know, like you guys are saying, those are good things. And, you know, that supernatural realm, as Indian folks, we really honored those things. We looked at those things from day up to sundown. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of the expressions that was told at uh, Pahuska you know, was from Margot Gray. Really, she, she really said some good words. Kind of cracked me up. You know, she was told by her grandma, you know, don't wake up in a good mood or laughing or giggling. She said, because you're going to go to bed crying. Mm. And what she meant by that is, you know, when you wake up and you do have that good feeling, pray for those ones out there. Pray for all your loved ones that things go good, mm-hmm. you know, for them. That you want to do this or do that. Because at the end of the day, Creator might hear your words. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I really like those words. I said, man, that's that's old Indian, old Indian words right there. Mm-hmm. So my hat's off to Margot Gray for sharing that kind of knowledge that night. You know, like I said, that Pahuska event, boy, that was... There were some good words said that night. So, you know, again, you know, I thought, you know, what you guys are talking about today is, you know, really good. You know, and again, I apologize if we kind of got off, got off topic, you know, and <laughs> took a whole different level. It was but, supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's so. talk about Giants. No, I'm just <laughs> I was going to add on to years. You're talking about, like, you know, your friends that were – feeding you yeah you know and that's that's tough too because once you once you see that it's really tough to make that decision like you know you gotta you gotta cut them off yeah because that's your boys or whatever you know that's that's the homies and and sometimes man like you know thinking about it like that can happen mm-hmm. like you know you don't want you're just you're doing these things and then like you have some friends maybe that will just keep yeah, you need that, you know. Yeah, we're here too, and yeah. you know, rather than like trying to uplift you, you know, trying to say, trying to talk some sense into you, I guess, you know, 
Yeah. But then again, you know, it's hard to do that, you know, because some people don't know if they're overstepping their boundaries or if they even should say anything, you know, because maybe they don't want to get you mad or like just they don't exactly know what it is you're going through. But I always say like, you know, if anybody needs to talk or anything, like hit me up, you know, hit me up. And because I've been there, I've been where it was a dark place for me as well. And, you know, just not wanting to be here too. You know, I, I, I went through that as well. And, you know, I tell people like, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, hit me up, you know, mm. or just, you know, let it out, you know, talk to yourself or talk to the big man up there, you know, creator and just let it out, you know, and cry if you need to, there's nothing wrong with any of that, you mm-hmm. know? So that's, that's what I always say on my other one. It's like, you know, if anybody needs to talk or, going through whatever i i probably can't give the advice that you think i would give you but i can listen that's Mm -hmm. one thing people need to you know know that like somebody could be there to listen just vent just let it out you know Mm -hmm. just say this is what you know like you're saying like holding it in i've done that too where Mm -hmm. i've held so much stuff in and it's just like you can't hold it in anymore Mm -hmm. you know it's a it just needs to be opened up and just all let out. And you'll feel like such a big relief of that where it's not inside your mind, your body, your spirit, everything, you know, mm-hmm. and you just let it out. Like, this is what's bothering me. Mm-hmm. And then you'll feel much better, you know? So that's why I always say like, you know, I'm here to talk, listen, whatever, you know, I, um, I just know what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you guys can look this up, but I know like they have a suicide hotline and a crisis hot, hotline. If you guys could look that up, maybe and mm. some of the listeners might, you know, benefit from that. I don't know, you know, because to me, there's a reason why creators put this topic, you know, out there. So maybe somebody needs that, you know. So mm-hmm. I know you guys are good at looking at that kind of stuff. And mm. if y'all could express, you know, where you know maybe somebody out there. You know, might be in a, because I've been in places where, you know, I'm all by myself, you know, far from home. I know that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, but nowadays they got, you know, those, those, uh, I don't know what they call them, hotlines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now you can just dial 988, it looks like. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it says right here. And this, you, Or if you don't want to call, you can just text uh, 988. And somebody will get with you. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, so I guess that's something new. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Maybe uh, you'll get you know somebody that can help. You know, because I know, uh, especially in Indian country, you know, we got we got the highest rate of suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, and also uh, abuse. You know, and so uh, all kinds of forms of abuse. And so you know. Maybe somebody out there might need some help, you know, just like Russell said, you keeping it in so long, <clears throat> you know, somebody clear the throat, you blow up on them, you know, <laughs> you don't want that, you yeah, know, especially, yeah. what was it, that little kid that just passed away because the mom kind of lost it on that child. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's there's things out there that, like that happen, you know, I know there's parents out there that might be single or too young to understand how to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, they need help out there. And like I said, a long time ago, we used to have grandmas and grandpas. I've heard stories of Russell talking about his grandma. 
you know, he had fond memories and good words, you know, think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had great grandparents that were good to me, you know, made me feel good. I had aunts and uncles, you know, that, you know, really took good care of me, you know, and I was truly blessed like that. But some people don't, you know, especially today, we got the highest rate of children in foster care. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's very sad because that means they got nobody. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that little bit, if you can say that number one more time. Oh, yeah, it was 9988. Nine, yeah, you yeah. can just text or call that number. And like I said, if you don't want to speak to somebody, sometimes it's easier. I know we're, we're technolo- technology people, so <laughs> yeah, I know sometimes it's easier to text than it is to make a phone call in this day and age. So. Yep. But don't hesitate. You know, that's all I can say. You know, same here. Don't hesitate. Know that somebody, reach out to somebody, the number 988-988. Yeah, text or call that if you feel just, you know, how we're talking this whole episode. You know, it's rough out here. It really is. A lot of things that can happen. And, um, yeah, talked about this for a reason. Yeah, for you know, sure. Yeah. So um we'll probably cut it here and uh thank you guys for your input on that. Oh my god, this is a yeah. uplifting episode, I yeah. think. I mean I might <laughs> might go home and fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> or nah. break my fast. <laughs> not 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 me. I'm going home and getting that sacred pizza. That that sacred slice. Cutting four ways for each direction like that. Chris slice. Got four pepperonis on each slice like that. that sacred like that number. medicine wheel. Nah. You got the pepperoni on the north position. Nah. You got the sausage in the south. <laughs> You got that Canadian bacon. <laughs> and then the cheese. And the cheese in the West. Ooh, that cheese. Ah, oh. Uh, sacred one. Uh, uh, well, every, tell where people were to follow you guys. Yeah, uh, well, go ahead. you want to go ahead or you want me to shoot it out? All right. Yeah, well, actually, I'm, I'm doing a uh, weight loss transformation challenge right Ooh. now. It's an eight-week challenge. And I've been posting, um, I haven't been as posting as much. I'm still working on it, but I don't know. Sometimes I get a little self-conscious about, oh, he must, that, that fool must think he's better than everybody else, you know? You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really been posting a lot of stuff, but I am posting some stuff over on my Pump Action podcast, uh, Instagram stories. And so you can find me there, um, but you can also find me at Skoden Cinema um, on Instagram as well. We also have the Facebook page, and you can find me at Tyler Randall on Facebook. You can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Christopher Honka Hill, and uh, on Facebook, it's Christopher Hill. You can also find him in line at the Little Caesars Hot and Ready. <laughs> Getting four for four. <laughs> loading up on that crazy bread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to Yehola. He's not here. Uh, listen to our last episode. If you don't know where he is, but uh, you can follow him on TikTok at one man bandman nine one eight. Check out War Cry podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's his own solo podcast. He's too cool for us now. No, just kidding. <laughs> He's hanging out with those council members now. <laughs> He's got council money now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
I saw him driving that new car. <laughs> that Rolls Royce. <laughs> but go follow him. Check him out. Uh, my personal on Instagram is at Rustamus49. You can also follow at Okie Podcast. Uh, uh, check me out on Facebook, Russell Sun Eagle. And check out the YouTube for Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell. So it can uh, give you notification on when we drop an episode. Check us out on TikTok at Reservation underscore Mysteries. And I think that's it. So till next time, everybody. Mud-o. Smudge up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>